And how about Elijah? He can do more than just chase Lily, can he? Yeah, that guy. And I'm going to brag, too. Oh, yeah. Is your guitar player? Well, y'all did great. I tell you what, I go to a lot of different churches, or I have gone to a lot of different churches, and I'm always nervous when I walk in and they say, well, we've had some sickness or something like that, and we don't have anybody that plays the piano. Does your wife play the piano? And I look over at Weldon, no, she doesn't play the piano. And they say, well, uh, you'll just have to lead us in music. And I'll say, God called me to a lot of things, but to sing was not one of them. If you want to empty the building, just let me get up and lead it. But so thank you, thank you. Great job. Appreciate y'all. And I just want to, I want you to do something for me. This is uh, last Sunday that I'm going to be here for a while. Hold out your left hand like this and your right hand like this. Kind of bend your elbows and do like this. This is a big hug from all of us, all right? And everybody will think we're crazy, but... uh, didn't get around to shake hands with every one of you or at all, but what a blessing it has been for me to uh, be here. What a blessing it is for me to see Brother John uh, back as we God has answered our prayers, yes. And I, I am so excited about that. And one of these Sundays, you may look up and we come walking in, so just don't be surprised if that here, here happens. But uh, thank you for caring for your pastor. Thank you for your love for us and, and your dedication to God and all of those kind of things. If you have your Bible, go with me to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. We're going to begin reading in a minute in verse 4. And we're going to read about the other side of preaching. Do you ever wonder what happens on the other side of the pulpit? What happens when the Word of God comes through the man of God and then it's delivered out to the people of God? Well, that's what this parable is all about. It is what happens when God's Word comes into the life of the man that He has sent to share that Word with you and then that Word is shared and how it's received. There's a lot of things that happen uh, that's real interesting if you're the preacher. You see the people that are yawning, uh, trying to stay awake. I've never had anybody that went to sleep on me that I didn't wake up at 1 or 1.30 and send them on home. Uh, that's never happened in my ministry. Matter of fact, most people are so excited, they're willing to you know, raise their hand and look at that. And they snap that watch, you know, and... Shake it up like that. Brother John, I'm sure that's never happened to you in your ministry. And, 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 you know, you just, those people that are thinking, oh, will he never end? You know, is it never? Do you not know that the Cowboys are playing today? And it starts, you know, in five minutes or whatever. And then the, all the different things. And then you, you see that husband and wife, and, and they come in and sit down, and you know that it's been... Not so pleasant on the way there. You can just tell. They've been at it, you know. They, you just tell. And, but they walk into church and everybody says, how are you doing? Oh, we're fine. We're doing good. We wanted to kill each other outside, but we're fine now inside. Uh, or the wife, you know, or the mother that's looking at those kids that are acting up. Uh, one of my worst spankings was one day when my 
Uh, grandfather got up, my dad got up from the choir, my mother got up from the organ, and, my, and, and they all came to straighten me out, who was a little boy over in the wing. And I thought if Jesus was ever going to come, he needed to come right then. Uh, but he, uh, he uh, my dad told me many times that afternoon as we had several of those discipline sessions, I'll call them, uh, if your grandfather ever has to get up again in church to come over to you, I'm just going to kill you right there. And I said, Daddy, you won't have to worry about that. I'll be sitting right beside Grandpa. You will not. And for six months, I sat with my grandfather in church. I really did. Until finally my grandfather said, would you go back and sit somewhere else? It's all right. But, you know, there, there's a lot of different things that happen on the other side of the pulpit. Sometimes we're at church. And we don't know why we're here. Just habit. We're just here waiting for the amen or whatever. We didn't really come expecting anything. We didn't come anticipating anything. We thought, well, maybe the preacher will preach to them what needs to hear it. We hear that sometimes when people are leaving. Boy, you really, you really got to those that needed to hear it today. And so... As, I, as we look at this passage of Scripture, we, we also can find it in Matthew chapter 13, Mark chapter 4. Uh, it's a parable that Jesus shares with us, and, and it's a beautiful parable, and I think it's just very fitting today uh, for us to think about. Our pastor is going to come back, the man that God has called to lead us here in this church. And he's going to share God's word to us in the coming weeks. And we're so grateful for that. He's been here before. We know him. He knows us. And he's going to share God's word. But how do we receive it? And are we coming with the right heart and the right mentality for God really to speak to me? Or are we here out of habit, out of tradition? Maybe our parents drug us here, whatever. Anyway, that's, that's kind of what we're thinking about. So, Luke chapter 8, if you've got your Bible, if you don't mind standing with me out of reverence for God's Word, if that's possible for you, we're going to start reading at verse 4. And when a great multitude had gathered, they had come to him from every city, and he spoke by a parable. Verse 5, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when we had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to rest... It is given in parables that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation they fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, they go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground 
are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Bow together and pray. Father, would you speak to us today? Would you use my words, Lord, to speak to me? And then, Lord, would you speak through me to us that we might glorify you, that we might hear your word to us, and that we might follow you. And, Lord, that's humbly all that we ask of you today. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit, may you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Four different recipients, if you will. It's kind of simple. There are those people, when the Word of God is spoken, they don't hear it. For whatever reason, their heart is hard, their heart is not receptive, they are around where the Word is spoken, but they don't hear it. They're the youngster that comes to church Uh, the teenager to be with the teenage girls and then the pizza, and that's the only reason they're there. They really did not come for any other reason. They're the husband that comes, and he comes just so his wife won't fuss at him. They're the person who comes, and they have no expectation whatever, and, and, and we wonder what makes a hearer like that. Jesus is pretty clear in, in these, in the way in which these people Hear the Word of God. It's not that the Word of God is not delivered. It's not that the Word of God is not real and alive and active and trying to get through. It is the hearer has just blown it out. Have no intention of listening. Now we could call these people the unsaved. And I think we would probably be pretty clear on that. And we could say these people, uh, just they heard the word of God, they should have believed, and they didn't. And that's probably very true in some instances. But I also want to suggest to those of us that do believe in Jesus Christ, there, there may be times, no, I'm going to change that. There will be times. When the Word of God is delivered to you and you do not want to hear it because it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it's piercing your heart and it's hitting you at a point that's painful and difficult and you may say, "Mm, I'm not going to hear that. I'm mad at the preacher. It's amazing, Brother John. I I know in... Praying, praying, what does our people need? And we're not the judge. And I know he's not the judge. He's a wonderful pastor. But, but there are so many times when a person will come into church and they're going through an issue. And that is exactly what God has laid on that person's heart, on that pastor's heart to preach about. And they say, well, the preacher's just picking on me. No. He's just listening to the Spirit of God. And if it's about what you need to hear, the responsibility to hear is up to you. Many years ago, when I was a chaplain intern at the Baptist Hospital, I was uh, privileged to visit with a family, and their daughter had passed away in the hospital, a young lady, and tragic death, and we just didn't understand. We prayed that God would, would heal her. We, we, we did everything that we 
possibly knew to do, the doctors did, and, and she just died a tremendous, tragic death. And a couple of weeks later, I was supply preaching at the First Baptist Church of Clarendon, Sunday morning and Sunday night. And Sunday night, when uh, I was sitting on the platform, they were singing the special music, the dad and the mother walked in to the church. They didn't belong to that church. They just walked in and sat down out there. And I thought, oh, mercy me, Lord. I'm preaching on Jairus' daughter being raised to life, and we've read that scripture, and they're going to think I'm preaching right straight to them. Brother John, I did everything that a young pastor could do. I couldn't preach on John 3.16. I flipped through the Bible. I have no idea what the special music was. I hope they just went on and on and on, but they stopped, and it was my turn, and I just said, okay, Lord. I got up and I preached what God had laid on my heart. We had the invitation. And if there was ever a time that I wanted to scoot around somebody because I thought I'd just slap this wonderful father and mother in the face in the most horrible way. But you know what? Before I, I could even get away, they, they literally got out of the pew and ran down. And they said, we saw in the paper, the local paper, that you were going to be preaching. We remembered you as a chaplain from the Baptist Medical Center. And we wanted to come here. And, and when we heard the passage of Scripture, my wife and I looked at each other and said, that's been the most difficult passage of Scripture for us to think about. And God put it on your heart for us to be here at this time. It is not a mistake. Praise God. And I thought to myself, oh dear God, if I could have done anything else, I would have totally been out of your will. So you do not blame the man of God when God speaks through him and it hurts your feelings and it hurts your heart. It's not him picking on you. It's the truth of the word of God. And Satan, if you'll notice, you notice what Luke says, very clear right there. The devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Lost people don't like the gospel because it, it tells us that we're all sinners. And us saved people don't like the gospel either because it tells us we're still sinners saved by the grace of God. And it's there. Some people... Never hear. Some people seem to hear. They're the, what I call the revival con converts, if you will. It's a, it's a person that hears, and, and for a short time they're listening, and they say, yes, that's God's Word, uh, but the seed doesn't really go very deep. They, they kind of become superficial believers, if you will. Uh, it's like a child. Have you ever been a child who got in trouble? And, and as soon as you got out of that trouble for doing whatever you did, you just turned around and did it again? Yeah, go ahead and shake your head, yep. That's the way we are as spiritual children. We think, well, if nobody else knows, I got away with it. Let me tell you, God always knows. The only one you're fooling is yourself. So who you are when nobody else is around, who you are when nobody else knows, who you are is who you are in the sight of God. When God's Word tells us something, He's trying to us to get us going. 
You see, the very thing that made this seed sprout for a moment killed it, the sunshine. Because it never went further with it. Just said, that's as far as I'm going to go. And so the thing that makes a Christian grow pushes the non-Christian away sometimes. It, it makes us grow because we're stressed, we're strained, we're, we're challenged, we're comforted by the Word of God. When I talked to people, even a member of your church this week whose father had passed away, he said, I'm so grateful that my dad knew Jesus. And I said, man, me too. And I said, I can't wait to, to get to put a face to you. He said, well, you've shook my hand two or three times. And I thought, well, I did that a lot with people at Salem. But you've got to realize this old brain's not very good, and I didn't connect. And I haven't connected with all of you, but I want to tell you, God connects with all of us all the time if we'll just listen. Some, see, some people seem to hear, but then they fail to to do as James chapter 1 tells us. They, they fail to be doers of the Word. They fail to practice what they preach. It's okay to preach to somebody else, but, but don't mess with me. So when we came into church, we were thinking, well, the preacher's going to preach to them that need it. And God is saying, I want you to listen to me. I want you to grow. I want you to be better. Thirdly, some people hear and it says they heard there in the scriptures. They, they heard when he tells us in verse 14, then the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, they go out and yet they're choked with all the cares of all the world. They hear, but they quickly forget. The word is only one of many. They have way too many lords more important what the Razorbacks did or didn't do. It's more important whether the Cowboys are playing this afternoon or not than listening to God. It's more important that we only sing two hymns. I, I hated it when we had the hymn books. And, and you would sing two hymns and you would know God is working in the life of somebody and some well-meaning person after the second hymn would slam that hymn book down and say, well, we're done. You may be done. But God's not done. If an invitation goes for three hours, praise the Lord, we're finally getting it right. Some people hear, but then they want to serve two masters, and our heart's not big enough for that. And so instead of growing the good things, we're, we're growing all the weeds. We're growing all the other things. We're, we're looking out for the other things in life. We're, the cares of this world, the desire for riches, the pleasures of the world, the, the things that we want. We, we hear what God says, but, but, but we don't keep on hearing. We quickly forget. My wife and I were talking. We've been reading the Bible together, a, a different version of the Bible this year, and we were just talking that we love it. It's great. We talk about it. But how quickly we forget some of those wonderful things. And we said, man, I, would, I just wish I could remember everything that I've read in God's Word. And I think, I think that's all of us. Some of us hear, but, but we need to keep on hearing. Keep on listening. We think we, we've made it. 
And so we, we don't have anything else to do. But notice the fourth group. Some people actually hear the Word of God. They keep on hearing the Word of God. They keep on listening for the Word of God. They keep on wanting the Word of God. They keep on desiring the Word of God. And they are productive in their life. They're doing what the Word says to the best of their ability. They hear and produce. We talked about evangelism. We talked about praying for lost people. We talked about your family, my family. We've, we've talked about the, the evidences, the fruits of the Spirit that we see in each other's lives. And, and no, we're not supposed to be fruit inspectors of other people, but people ought to know that when they look at us that we believe in Jesus, that we're going to follow Jesus, that we're going to dress like God would want us to do, that we're going to act like God would want us to do, that we're going to have an attitude like God would want us to do, that our hearts are going to be broken for lost people that don't know Jesus. And so we're going to be inviting them to places where they'll hear the Word of God and, and we'll listen with them and do whatever. They may not come the first time. They may not come the second time. They may not come the third time. You may actually have to walk across the street and talk to them. Novel idea, huh? Being a friend with lost people. Jesus did that. Encouraging a relationship so that they don't go away from God, but they are drawn to God. Maybe some of the things that you and I are so busy doing are not as important as some of the things we should be busy doing as believers. Ouch. Praying for people. Talking to people. Ministering to people. Not judging them all the time because they don't look like us or speak the language we speak or eat the same foods that we eat. But building a relationship so that we can talk to them about Jesus and realizing that God may be speaking to them in a different way than what He spoke to me. Some people never hear. Some people seem to hear but doesn't last very long some people hear and quickly forget but then some people hear and it produces life look at if you've still got your bible open look at verse 16 now no one when he has lit a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed but he sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light for nothing is secret that will not be revealed nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light therefore take heed how you hear for whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. I don't know about you, but I hope when I get to heaven, I don't just get in there by the skin of my teeth. You know what I mean? I hope that the doors open wide. And even though I don't deserve to be there, neither do you. That Jesus says to me, welcome, come on in. And oh, by the way, by the way, you may not realize that some people from Africa are here because of you and what you gave to Lottie Moon. 
And some people from Michigan are here because of what you did for Annie Armstrong. And some people from lower Arkansas, you know L.A., lower Arkansas, they're here because you gave to Dixie Jackson. And did you know that the neighbor watched you all his life and he accepted Jesus? Now, he went to a different church. You didn't know that. But he's your neighbor right here in heaven. And that's something to celebrate. I sure don't want Jesus to look at me and say, Well, nobody else is here because of you. Yeah, you made it. But your family back home, they're, they're having these services they call funerals or whatever for you. And several of them are wondering which direction you went. I really don't know. What a tragedy. Hearing makes all the difference. It's true in life. The one who works often gets more business. The one who has wisdom gets more. The one who's really lazy doesn't really have anything. The one who's useful feels pretty good about himself. And the one who has wealth gets more because God blesses with real wealth, not just material wealth. One who hears God's word learns a lot more about God, and the one who does not forgets what he has heard. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. It was full of grace, full of truth. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as did receive him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Who are you listening to? Herschel Hobbes writes in his commentary about this passage, What kind of soul are you? The failure will not be in the gospel or in the seed, but it will be in the person, the soul that you are. I pray that we hear God's word to us. It's always clear. Pastor may preach way too long. (laughs) May have a cold, may be hard to understand. May be very difficult. But I'm under the impression that Almighty God and His Holy Spirit can speak to any of us at any time if we're willing to come in and say, God, speak to my heart. If there's nobody else in the building, speak to my heart. Somebody else is moving about or a child's being a child or whatever. God, speak to my heart. And it comes time for me to respond. God, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. But if you're telling me that I need to be down at the altar asking for forgiveness, help me to go. And Lord, if I have difficulty getting down there physically, just make it possible or help me to deal with you right where I'm at. God, help me to listen to you. So one of these days, when it's all said and done, you'll say to me, well done. You didn't hear it all, but you heard what you needed to, and you were listening more and more and more. And you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. 
You see, today you may be one of those people that have never said yes to Jesus. You know, He's speaking to your heart and your life, and, and you need to become a Christian. You need to say, I know I'm a sinner. All of us have been. All of us are still in some way. But I know I'm a sinner and I've never trusted Jesus. And I want to trust Jesus and let Him be the Lord and Savior. And I want to let everybody know, it being public, I want it to be baptized up there. But I also want to walk forward in the church because that's important that everybody knows that I'm starting this because that's their responsibility to pray for me and encourage me in my life. Church, new believers, encourage them. They don't know all God's Word, neither do you, but you need to share together what you do know. Some people, God may be calling to be in full-time Christian service. I don't know, but you know that God's got His hand on you, and you may not even know what all He wants you to do yet. I never dreamed that my journey would be from pastorate to associate pastorate to convention worker. If you had told me that 20 years ago, I'd have laughed in your face and had no way. And then if you had told me then, God would just be sending me to different places at different times to help out in His ministry. God may be calling you. God may be saying, you need to be a member of this church and you need to join by the ways in which they accept it. God may be just saying, you got a prayer need and you need to come forward and pray. And other people may come down and pray together with you, not asking what all in the world you did wrong, but just saying, brother, sister, I'm with you. It doesn't matter what you did, but God knows and God will help every one of us to be his child. And I'm praying with you. Whatever it is, some people never hear. Some people hear quickly forget some people here and produce a blessing. Wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody that you know that's lost were to hear you talk about Jesus this week and come to church with you next Sunday and and sit beside you next Sunday and when the invitation is coming, they would get out and walk down here and you could just walk with them? Wouldn't that be great? That's what God's calling us to do. That's why we're still here on earth. So that other people would know Jesus. Let's bow together and pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Lord, it speaks very clear to me that I need to be a hearer of your word. Not just a, not just a person that hears and forgets, but Lord, a person that does it. So where you're speaking to me today, Lord, help me to listen. Help me to follow you. Lord, you're going to help us in a few minutes as a body of believers to celebrate your death and and, uh, your resurrection. And uh, Father, what a joy that is. But we want to be clean in our own hearts and minds, judging ourselves that there'd be no sin between us and you. So help us, Lord, as your Holy Spirit deals with us to do what you want us to do. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you so very much for who you are. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name.